0: Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, you'll be listening to PSY 420 Cross Cultural Psychology with Professor Mark Hunter. I hope you listen and enjoy. All right, welcome to Unit 6, where we're going to talk about culture and psychological disorders and culture and the treatment of psychological disorders. So first, let's look at culture and psychological disorders, and how do we define abnormality? There is a uh, aspect of cultural relativism in defining what is abnormal in each society, because the culture and psychopathology are intertwined, meaning that some disorders can only be understood in which the cultural framework in which they occur. Uh, we talk about psychopathology, we're really talking about disorders that encompass, encompass uh, behavioral, cognitive, emotional aspects and things that interfere with our normal everyday life. And um, there are similarities between different cultures and how they view this and uh, how they treat it, but sometimes there are differences. Um, when we're talking about distress, we're talking about the uh, syndromes of distress idioms and explanations the syndromes of distress are the patterns of the symptoms that tend to cluster together so why does a depressed person tend to act how does an anxious person how does a schizophrenic person uh tend to act um and how does that idioms how does that communities and the cultural groups express those things and how do they the thoughts and behaviors where some societies being depressed is not viewed as as negatively as other societies. And what are the explanations of that distress? Um, What do they believe? What do the different cultures believe that are the symptoms and cause of that? So um, in order to understand this, psychologists, anthropologists, sociologists use questionnaires, interviews, Uh, to try to understand how different people view different illnesses and diseases. And so there's a, um, um, of course, these need to be reliable and valid, you know, appropriate to their different cultures. Um, A lot of times what they'll do is they'll have a behavioral checklist where they'll ask, does your child do this? Uh, Focusing on behaviors as opposed to thoughts and emotions. One of the problems, if you're trying to study health um, and, and uh, psychopathology in other cultures, that maybe you're over-pathologizing, and that's really considering behavior as pathological when it's actually kind of normal in that society. You know, where it may be pathological in your society, in another society, it's actually quite normal. Or you may be under-pathologizing. Which means that um, you're not really seeing the, um, you're not as sensitive to the pathology that's actually occurring within that society. So there's, you need to have a good understanding of what is health and distress within a society. So some illnesses we find are universal that these are symptoms that we see no matter what part of the world you have. Delusions um, and hallucinations for schizophrenia, a sense of lack of motivation, social withdrawal, um, impaired memory, uh, dysregulated emotions, not able to control your emotions. Um, And so they found, looking at a a variety of countries, a variety of cultures, that um, the lack of insight, uh, hallucinations, both verbal and um, auditory um, were universal and um, the, um, and so the idea that um, you know, how does your family connect to this? How does the, the social and the family interactions influence the course of schizophrenia is an area that they have studied as well. Depression is found throughout the world. And it's, uh, you know, characterized by physical, motivational, emotional, behavioral changes. Universally, they found that women are more susceptible to depression than men. And But across all cultures, they found that sadness and joylessness is a part of that tension, anxiety, lack of energy. Um, and... Um, But the amount of, these symptoms are universal, but the amount that they have may be different depending on the specific culture. Um, So there's there's other illnesses, such as ADHD, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, that we found to be true for conditions across the world. And, um, but again, what is... Uh, may be uh, referred to as appropriate in one culture, is not appropriate in another. And vice versa, one is, what is appropriate in one culture may not seem to be appropriate in another culture. One of the uh, aspects is uh, when people are come to the United States from a different culture, um, African-Americans have a long history of course of slavery and exclusion, and how that has affected their mental health. Um, however, the reports show that a lower lifetime and 12-month prevalence for major depression and panic disorder as compared to European Americans. And One of the ways that um, psychologists believe is, allows this to happen is because the African-American community tends to have a stronger family, and community connection and religious networks. Um, Latino Americans um, found that um, uh, that there's actually different rates of depression and mental illness among different Latino groups. So you can't just use once, say all Latinos do this, you know, depending on what country they come from has an effect. Um, Part of the Uh, impact on mental illnesses. How were they received when they came to the United States? Were they welcomed or were they um, not welcomed? Uh, What's their socioeconomic status once they get here? What amount of discrimination did they face? What's the strength of their community? If they come to the United States and are just solitary, then that can have a different effect is that they live in community with others from that their home culture. Um, Asian Americans usually um, tend to have, um, um, it says the stereotype is that they mask the idea of expressing poor mental health. Um, But when you talk about Asian Americans, we're talking about China, Japan, India, lots of different cultures. And so there's no one uh, explanation for uh, mental health related to different um, um, Asian groups. The, um, but they did as a, as a group tend to have the lowest uh, prevalences of disorders among the different minorities that we talked about. Unfortunately, Native Americans have really had a higher prevalence of depression, um, mood anxiety disorders, and also alcohol and, and suicide. Um, this can be traced to the trauma that they ex- experience from uh, movement from their Native lands to reservations. Usually, uh, reservations have more community-wide poverty. They're segregated from uh, the rest of society. And uh, so what they often will do is try to preserve the native culture to try to reduce that psychological stress. Immigrants are those who have chosen to come to the United States and they're faced with new uh, culturalization issues. And, you know, they may be excited to come to America. They may think of it as land of opportunity, but when they arrive, they realize that it's going to be diff- more difficult than they imagine due to language and cultural views and ideas and things, and so it's not uncommon to have um, psychosomatic problems, things that are expressed physically. Um, the um, so really the idea of how well they, an individual acculturates to their new society is really. Uh, Predictor of how well they'll deal with this with distress or mental illness. So, if you're able to come and, and learn the ways, learn some of the language, you're probably going to have a better experience than those who are trying to maintain their home culture and not enculturate into the new culture. Refugees are people who are brought to a country because of some event that happened in their home country. They did not necessarily choose to come to the United States, but what they did, uh, the State Department, United Nations or such, said that, you know, we're getting you out of your home country and we're going to move you here, provide a home for you. Um, And part of this is the fact that they dealt with stress in their home country. Their home country didn't want them. And then they come to this new country that they're unfamiliar with and they have difficulty adapting to that as well. So um, dealing with refugees and their mental health is really an area of concern uh, for those. And there's many groups that are doing some great work trying to help refugees understand their new culture. How do we treat psychological disorders? We tend to think of psychotherapy um, as the prominent way that we in Western culture deal with it, you know, talking therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, client centered therapy. But um, studies have shown that this is less effective for people of non-European descent, people who are not from Western Europe, but are maybe from from Asia or South America or some other. Um, The idea of expressing your abnormality, things that are a problem, really is the the idea of expressing it is based off a culture and what is appropriate for that. You know, when we talk about the self, which is often, you know, the focus of psychotherapy, they can have different ideas of what the self is. Um, And if a therapist is unfamiliar with the uh, cultural context that this person comes with, or especially if, if language is an issue, it can be a very difficult and and really not a very effective means of treatment. Uh, So psychologists, if they are determined to work with a certain group, they need to make, um, to understand the culture of their patients and bring that into their psychotherapy rather than expecting the patient to understand these cultural concepts in Western culture that they're just not familiar with. Uh, so, you can still have discussions, but it can be modified. It can be, um, um, so using more of the language that is appropriate for that culture, um, using stories that may be appropriate for that culture, uh, ideas, and uh, you know, bringing that all in together. So, when someone is ex- experiencing mental health issues, not everyone is open to receiving treatment. Um, you know, people who are from lower-income uh, countries or cultures usually are less resistant because it costs money. They, you know, they don't have the money to to see someone, and um, it may be that there's lack of of available uh, help for those treatments. Um, so, different groups. Not only have um, the cost difference, but also what is available for them within their society. So language barriers, of course, is a is a big part of it where you're unable to express your thoughts with the psychotherapist and for them to understand the thoughts. The idea of, of a stigma or mistrust, the idea that they're taking on this new role or being willing to share their thoughts or problems with someone else may have a stigma in their culture. Um, What does health illness mean to each individual culture? Um, You know, where the idea of asking for help could really be uh, antithetical to the the culture where it says you just have to use your willpower to get through this. And, um, of course, the lack of social services, mental health services. So if, um, if you were to be involved in culturally competent uh, work with a, um, with a different culture, what would you need to have? You need to have awareness of the beliefs of that culture. You need to have the knowledge of that culture and the skills that are used that you need to be familiar. So if you find yourself working with people who are maybe from a different culture, don't assume that you understand what they're experiencing, or what they're thinking and feeling. You need to do your homework, you need to investigate what is appropriate and for healing in that culture. A lot of, um, of work with other cultures really focuses more on a community approach as opposed to an individual approach what is mental health seen as in the community level what are the traditional ways of dealing with uh, this in clinical psychology or counseling psychology but also the what does that culture um, value as as healing practices and um, and so especially with immigrants and refugees you're going to need to do it from a community model rather than an individual model and where you provide assistance to just to families rather and to groups rather than just an individual. So, um, in order to do these things, of course, you would need to be trained and uh, to put the time and work in to understand these cultures. Um, it wouldn't I wouldn't recommend just relying on books or videos, but actually living in the culture and understanding what the um, what the needs of that culture are. And so in conclusion, understanding the psychopathology, how to assess that, how to treat it, is really dependent upon the culture that that patient or subject has. And so a competent counselor therapist will be aware of that and be able to incorporate those practices into their therapy with that uh, client. That ends this unit and I'll see you in Unit 7.